0: Welcome to episode number 35 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. I have three of those very bright minds with me on this podcast. Adam Candy, Dustin Galker, Eric Ramsey. Guys, we are heading into 2019. We have an interesting sports betting competition going on this weekend. We're actually going to talk to Johnny Avello, who is the director of race and sports for DraftKings a little bit later in this podcast. So you'll certainly want to hang around for that and... Uh, Dustin, it seems like, uh, you know, we'll do the the typical quick hitters thing, but we'll get to, you know, more sports betting bills. It seems like this is going to be the theme of 2019.
1: Yeah, we're uh, in the thick of it already. Uh, Sports betting is going to be a hot topic in legislatures across the country. Uh, If you want to learn what's going on in your state, you're definitely going to want to
0: listen to this podcast today and in the future. Adam, let's start things off here with parks in Philly.
2: And this is live, live, live as of right now because Parks has officially launched today. That is number four for Pennsylvania and the second in the Philadelphia area. Just a temporary facility for now, but that is also also not the only news, I should say, uh, out of Pennsylvania because within the announcement of that official launch for parks uh in vansillam then they also said that uh, south philly turf club is going to enter testing next week so right in the shadow of all four major professional sports teams in philadelphia there will be legal sports betting in the very very near future
0: Dustin, we talked a lot about you know the the numbers in New Jersey, and we talked a lot about you know how they how they've been pretty impressive, and we were certainly looking at these numbers saying like, "Wow, this is crazy. However, with the expansion into uh, Pennsylvania, obviously we know that philly is is right down the road here from and, and certainly right across the border there where you only have to just be in physically in the state of New Jersey as far as using one of the apps or whatever. Uh, How do you think that this is going to affect kind of the numbers we see next year? Do you think that this is going to have a, a pretty big adverse effect? There's
1: going to be some effect for sure. I mean, we do know, um, in, for some of the big apps in New Jersey that a lot of players are coming from New York. I think we know that DraftKings and FanDuel have something like 10% of their users are actually New York residents who are, are betting while they're in New Jersey. The numbers in Philadelphia have not been quite so big uh, on that front. I don't think, uh, maybe definitely less than that 10% of all, of all betters, but I think there's going to be certainly some impact I mean, in Philadelphia is there's a lot of suburbs in New Jersey. Um, if you're you know thinking if you if you're on the border there i think you're you're going to identify more with these brands and uh, parks and uh, and uh, sugar house you're going to know those brands because you're in the philadelphia area so i think there's going to be a, a definitely some uh, something that's going to take away from new jersey um yeah these these uh, the sports book that's going to be in the middle of the basically the parking lot in the sports stadiums is a huge deal i mean can you think can you imagine the plopping down like the if for those of you don't know the stadium complex is has all of the all of the stadiums there the eagles phillies uh, Sixers and Flyers all play in this little area and then there's going to be a sports book dropped into the middle of that. So uh, just uh, just imagine what you're going to see as far as uh, just walk-up traffic
0: of people who are just curious about it and wanting to bet. And and Adam, another turf club, Valley Forge Turf Club, could, could we see some uh, movement there as well?
2: Uh, in the near future, that is definitely a possibility. Canby has indicated that South Philly will be the one to move first. Uh, that's the one they gave us a more specific timeline on. But uh, Valley Forge was very specifically mentioned, so they didn't give us the deets on that, but we know it's on the way.
0: Our good friend Eric Ramsey, as you know, we talk about this on this podcast a lot, is just a globetrotter. He is all over the place, (laughs) uh, going to all the exotic locations across this country, bringing you the stories from the road for all of these gambling gambling happenings and going-ons and Eric, you just got back from New Orleans, which was, uh, you know, I was glad that I was able to give you a restaurant recommendation that you went and had a very nice meal at and everything. But yeah, let us know about kind of how things went down there.
3: Yeah, thanks for that. By the way, I also came back with a a raging cold, which is not surprising after a long weekend in New Orleans. But uh, (laughs) down there for a conference, it's the uh, National Council of Gaming from uh, of legislators from gaming states. It's a mouthful, but it's basically a big gathering of of lawmakers and policymakers from around the country talking about sports betting. Uh, the keynote was delivered by former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, which, you know, possibly nobody has as much experience around the legality of sports betting as he does for ushering his state through the uh, the case against the sports leagues. But he was great. i've I've never heard him speak uh, in person before, and he was really a, a joy to listen to. He um did not mince words talking about the federal government's involvement, told him to stay the hell out of sports betting in 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 exactly those words. Uh, also strong strong admonishment of the leagues for their uh, their involvement he you know basically is speaking to state lawmakers telling them to shun these league's fees. Uh, at the same time, some of those leagues are also in the room. Some of the NBA lobbyists and, the, and their lawyers are in the room. So it made for an interesting dynamic. But, um, yeah, it really he, – he really hit all the points that we talk about every week about how this is a state's right issue and states are capable of regulating this. The leagues don't need to be involved. He talked about all the things we talk about every week. So that was nice to hear.
0: Was he, was he the superstar there basically? Was it like the – whenever you went to some of these other panels and things like that, uh, you, you got – Very sparse attendance, and then uh, for Chris Christie, the Stars came out? Yeah,
3: for sure. He got a couple of big rounds of applause. You know, he it's it's not really a huge stretch to say he's a big reason that a lot of those lawmakers were there and that we have the possibility of of legalized sports betting. So, there was he he no shortage of praise uh in his direction during the conference for sure. I,
1: I heard
0: Eric is leaving us to go run Chris Christie 2020 campaign. <laughs> that, that got leaked already, I mean. He travels fast, huh? Yeah, Eric was able to uh to meet him afterwards. They went out, they had cocktails, next thing you know, Thanks he's for being that wooed.
3: Recommendation by the way. Yeah, we he- had a nice romantic dinner in new
0: orleans <laughs> yeah and now chris christie's wooing eric ramsey trying to take him away from us and you said you know what chris i can't go actually i'm sorry uh i i have to i have loyalty to my company because they fly me around to the most exotic places on the on the planet yeah. like like atlantic city and, and i feel like
3: only, only one of us is probably flying private these days and it's <laughs> it's
0: not me that's for sure uh, I know Dustin Galker he's he's the he's the man when it comes to all of that <laughs> yeah. for sure but uh any other anything else from there you want to share before we move on I mean obviously the Chris Christie stuff was it was, was the highlight I'm sure but any any other interesting stuff come out of your trip down there
3: nothing really pressing uh, a lot of the lawmakers that were there are from states that aren't directly involved in the conversation yet so it was a, a learning experience for them uh a lot of experienced lawmakers and policymakers providing the contest, the context from their states. What has worked? What what hasn't worked? What studies they're reading? So uh, it really felt like an educational, like a sort of a surface level level uh, educational exercise there.
1: But that that kind of points to where where we are too. Keep people kind of assume everybody is like really up on sports betting, but you know there's a lot of education that has to be done. That's why I think we've been a little bearish on the possibility of sports betting going fast in some states because so many people still just need to get a handle on what they're doing with sports betting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am, I'm currently in Atlantic City right now um, and talking to people, just actual people that work in casinos down here in 70, you know, again, we're, we're, we're well into it here in New Jersey. And there's still people kind of saying like, yeah, I don't really exactly know, you know, a hundred percent about this, that, and whatever, and, and things like that. So, I mean, you can certainly see whenever, e- even in States where things are live currently and have been live for, for several months and things like that. There are still people who just don't really completely 100%, you know, get it at all and, you know, even talking about going to, uh, you know, the DraftKings competition and stuff this week and, and and people not even understanding, being able to wrap their brain around how any of this stuff works whatsoever. And like, well, what do you mean? Like, you're, how, how would you do this? I'm like, yeah, on, on an app. Like, you do it, you know, like on an app. All I have to do is just be physically located in the in the state. And it's just, it's crazy to me, I guess, that the learning curve still is as much as it is. But we're, we are here, we're, we're doing the Lord's work, Dustin. We're going to continue <laughs> to spread the word here. Dustin flying all over the place in his in the private jets to, to, to tell everybody about, about these things. Yeah. Uh, We're we're trying, we are trying to do the good work. (laughs) Adam, tell us about DC, man. How much time do you
2: have? Because things are a little bit squirrely (laughs) in DC these days. I said in our year ends that I think DC might be the most interesting market in the country right now, because you've got a little bit of everything going on. And most recently Uh, Some shenanigans with the chair of the D.C. council attempting to bypass competitive bidding for the sports betting contract, essentially trying to juice Intralot straight into the contract. Now, we know that the council previously passed a bill that decided to go with a single operator model as opposed to allowing competition in the market. That wasn't necessarily intended, though, to make that single operator interlot. There still was supposed to be a bidding process, and we heard that from sources involved at the time of the negotiations before the bill was passed. Uh, we got a copy of the bill that the chair of the council was intending to put forward, and uh, we won't take the entirety of the credit, but we will say that that – Bill was pulled and a public Hearing has now been scheduled for the end Of the month on the bill so The shenanigans are slowing down A little bit in D.C. but they're still right there
0: So this is going To be this is going to be one of the more Like you said this might be one of the more interesting Things to follow here in 2019 we said That you know we expect a lot of action In 2019 but maybe not a lot of things To actually you know pan out in 2019 but this is uh, this is certainly Going to be fun to continue to monitor
2: Well I think the intralot slash lottery versus uh, competitive model is going to be a big story, as Dustin has touched on a number of times. So you've got that. You've got the fact that we had integrity fees in the DC discussion there for a while. You have the potential exclusivity zones they discussed. You have the fact that DC doesn't have any casinos. So we're looking at either in arena or mobile betting. There's really a little bit of everything going on there.
0: Dustin, let's talk some West Virginia. It seems like we have an online casino bill.
1: Yeah, this is not necessarily new. They've been, these bills have been popping up uh, annually for the past, this is the third year in a row. But, um, you know, my source is telling me that this is, a, there's going to be a more of an effort this year. The lottery last year, its focus was on, on sports betting, getting that through. Didn't want to muddy the waters, the online casino. The plan was to then run a, a, an online casino and poker bill. Uh, this year uh, obviously there's been a lot of turnover if you listen to this podcast or read our stories there's been a lot, a lot of turnover in the West Virginia lottery um, but their their plan had been to to run a bill of some sort uh in 2019 so you know this bill might not be the vehicle but i think there's going to be there could be a real effort to legalize it um obviously that would join the other states that have it uh you know michigan is uh, is going to take another serious look at it after the governor vetoed it but um yeah west virginia who knew could be one of the most progressive states in the country and actually have uh have all have the full suite of online gambling options if they actually pass something this year
0: very interesting with the with the on, how these things do not work in tandem sometimes and then other states try to push everything through all at all at once and, and whatnot. I mean, I guess it is a a different argument. What do you think that the argument is where people can compartmentalize like sports betting in one thing? And then there's this giant, the, the giant, you know, kind of faux pas of thinking of, of of that. It's completely different with some sort of casino thing. Like what what is the what is the roadblock here, Dustin?
1: Yeah, you know, it's frustrating for all of us to sit here and say, "Oh, what, you're legalizing online sports betting, but you're not doing the other forms of online gambling." Mm-hmm. That, that, that doesn't—that seems like a, an argument that, that that shouldn't hold water. But you know, sports betting is the new shiny thing; everybody's doing it. Um, you know, sports like I think everybody's in, definitely all in on retail sports betting. Obviously, as we say all the time, you have to should be doing online in parallel with that. Um, and the casinos are just worried that if you start putting slot machines and. Uh, and uh, you know, table games online—that's that going to somehow cannibalize their business. Now, obviously, that's not been the case in New Jersey. We we know from for a fact that, that this actually helps their business. That it's not cannibalizing that land-based revenue. So this, it continues to be an education uh, matter. It's not—it's you know—it's frustrating that we're we're years in on that. New Jersey just passed the five-year mark for how long we've had online casino games. But this is where we're at, and you're going to have to—we're going to have to live with the fact that sports betting is the is a thing that everybody's looking at now. And you know, hopefully down the road, everybody kind of realize, okay, this online sports betting thing is pretty awesome. Maybe we should be looking at other forms of online gaming as well.
0: Eric, circling back, um, uh, circling back, I know you were, uh, we don't want to go back to your, your trip to New Orleans here too, too much, but with, the, um, with being down there, where's, obviously sports betting was the hot topic, but were there, could you hear people kind of, you know, buzzing about, about just other forms of, of online gaming?
3: Yeah, actually, you know the even going back to DC with intralot, the lotteries have become a big part of this conversation. and i I think maybe that's why there's a little more reluctance to online gambling is because we have a lot of lottery interests involved in states and also land-based casinos not understanding the landscape. But there were a lot of lottery representatives at this conference talking about uh, their desire and their success in some cases in regulating gambling, whether that be sports betting or uh, other types of casino type games like we see in Pennsylvania. Um, So, yeah, sports betting still center stage. But I think I I did see at the conference that it is sort of opened up the conversation for stakeholders in lateral verticals and sort of associated in other forms of gaming, wanting to get in on the conversation, at least for sure. All
0: right, guys, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we were able to Uh, Talk with Johnny Avello, who is the director of race and sports at DraftKings As we head into their big inaugural event here of the National Sports Betting Championship He was able to give us a few minutes and kind of talk about how this all came to be And how this is uh, looking, and maybe if we're going to see more of these with DraftKings So uh, here's a second with Johnny Avello Joining us now is the director of race and sports operations for DraftKings, Johnny Avello Johnny, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today
4: yeah, oh, you're so welcome.
0: I know you have to be incredibly busy with all the things that are going to be going on this weekend. For those that aren't sure about how this all came about, can you give us a little bit of background to the DraftKings uh, National Sports Betting Championship?
4: Uh, sure. Uh, you know, I've been with DraftKings three months, so the idea is not mine. It was uh, formulated at the home office by a group of guys um, that wanted to launch it. You know, at the beginning of the year, 2019, um, I've been involved in it with it for about a month now, um, you know, t- trying to uh, help refine the rules a little uh, recruit players. And, you know, I am also the director of the tournament. So um, I am I'm actually now in Jersey and really looking forward to the start of it. Um, it's a great idea and it's only going to grow with years to come um the the, the format it's you know the, the the premise of the whole tournament is to make wagers on a on a mobile app um within the boundaries of new jersey and the total prize is 2.5 million dollars
0: yeah, that is going to be uh, really interesting because we've seen the popularity, obviously, of these contests where you put in, and I know I under, definitely understand that 10000 is not a small amount of money, but in, in comparison to what you could win, we've seen this popularity with, you know, even the DFS product that, that DraftKings has as well with the, you know, put in $20 in a millionaire maker and you could become a millionaire. And I think that, that coming over and seeing something like this in sports betting, I guess we, we saw the super contest, which is so, sort of something like this, it's more of a season long deal as, a, as opposed to a, a live bankroll competition. Uh, one of the things I found interesting about this, and I'm sure you found interesting as well, was just the fact that it is a live bankroll competition, which really it lends itself a little bit better to actual sports betting.
4: It does. You know, I, I've done contests, uh, you know, in the past, and anytime you do a contest that's, you know, fictitious bankroll, people bet differently than they would normally bet because they're always looking for the the biggest price. And if they can, you know, connect the dots on a few big prices, uh, that may put them over the top to win a contest. But when you're betting with your own money, it's a it's a whole different situation. It's your money. You're going to get to keep whatever you win or whatever you lose. You know, you're going to be out that much. Uh, and when you're shooting for this type of prize money, um, you know, you there's a diff- there's different strategies. No strategies are yet to be determined, uh, and I won't really know how the what the winner strategy is until Sunday. But there's many ways to go. You know, are they? Is this a parlay betting contest? Is this a straight bet contest? So you know, what gets you, you know, to the promised land? And that's yet to be determined.
1: Yeah, Matt was hoping for some advice. I think because he's 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 actually also competing in this. So Matt Matt was Matt was just is searching for some advice on, and that's what I'm curious too. I having not seen this, and it's obviously the super contest. Is obviously, kind of of wrote and how it's done. This is like you can kind of uh, nobody has an idea of exactly what the what the winning strategy will be. So that's part of the the what's exciting to me and seeing how it plays out.
4: Yeah, you know, when, when, anytime you launch a new product, a new contest like we're doing with the sports betting contest um you know and giving out 2.5 million dollars you need about 500 entries just to break even and that doesn't even get you even because of all the other expenses that you incur while putting this uh, type of contest like this on but we knew that going in uh you know we knew that we knew there would probably be a shortfall and we're okay with that um you know you you start a contest you build from uh, your first year, um, and you know, you make it better, uh, and when the word gets out, then your contest will grow. So, that uh, means that there'll probably be an overlay in this year's contest. It's, you know, anything short of 500, you you almost have to get in it. Now, it's difficult to get into a contest that takes place in New Jersey, you know, when you live in Nevada or you live in Montana or wherever. But I think it's worth doing, and the reason I say that is that between that overlay and that in the money that we are giving out it's just uh if if you're gonna put five thousand dollars in action this weekend on games, whether it be college basketball hockey football uh whatever you know you're strong at, uh I would suggest you get the Jersey as quick as possible
0: <laughs> and uh <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the overlay here and and, uh, it seems to me that you guys kind of uh, assume that this might happen, but you, you, you seem okay with it.
4: We knew it was going to happen. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, we were certainly okay with it. Uh, and you build on, you know, your first year, uh, and you move forward from there. I've had, you know, the contest where my first year is usually a little weak. And by the time you get a few years under your belt, it's, you know, one of the stronger contests in the country uh, is not in the world, and that's that's what we're aiming to do here. So um, I'm really excited about it. I, I, you know, I'm I'm back here uh, tomorrow. The contest starts, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday leading up to that last game. So think about this, guys. The last game of the contest is the New Orleans Philly game, and I'm in the area where there's a ton of Philly fans, and there's going to be a bunch of Philly fans probably involved in this contest so we're all watching this last game we have a leaderboard we know what everybody's selections are and we know what everybody needs and we're all going to be watching to see who wins not only the 1 million dollar top prize but all the the other million and a half are given out for the prizes below that so really exciting time this weekend in uh, on the east coast
1: Johnny, you keep talking about it like this is a, kind of a trial run, this is the first time you're doing it, which, which implies that you're going to keep doing this in the future. So, uh, I mean, is this a, is this like a, just a one annual event, or do you see possibly other kind of big sports betting um, kind of contests like this happening throughout the calendar uh, once DraftKings kind of gets a handle of it?
4: You know, it's hard to say. You do, you do one and you see, um, you know, how successful it was, what you need to improve on because there's always – there's always room for improvement, uh, and then you go from there. You know, we're, we're only in two states right now. We're you know we're in New Jersey and we're in Mississippi, and you know we're we're looking at more down the road. So the answer to that question is is hard. It's a hard answer. Um, you know, is there going to be more than one? Is it going to be more than one state? I can't answer those questions at this time, but I can tell you that you know we we go with the flow. What we what we think works and uh you know you'll, you'll just see more things out
0: of us well johnny we really appreciate the time i know this is a very very busy time for you right now as we are just a you know a day removed from this this getting started so we will not keep you any longer here but we thank you so much and hopefully i'll be shaking your hand as i hold that big check up there this this uh, on <laughs> sunday like ho- hopefully that's uh that's how this plays out
4: i would love to <laughs> give you that check
0: <laughs> thanks a lot man and uh we'll uh we'll talk to you soon
4: thanks a lot guys right. take care
0: Dustin, uh, you know, one, thank you for being so important in this industry that you can get Johnny Avello to come on this podcast. So one, thank you for that being uh, as, as important as you are. But to uh, talking to him, I think one of the interesting things that he said to me was just the fact that they not only are not only expected the, the overlay, but they're just completely cool with it. that They're just fine with 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 all the overlay in this thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, part of this is just uh, a little bit of a PR move. I mean, it works for us, right? We're, we're super interested in it and there's lots of people who are going to be, this is the first time we've seen a, you know, a big thing outside of the super contest basically in in Nevada. So um, yeah, I think, I think they're paying that overlay is, is, you know, what it is in, in lots of, in poker and other things. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's good marketing and just, uh, yeah, this is a trial balloon for them. They want to see how this works and, you know, if they have to pay a little bit of money to, you know, on the, into the prize pool to make it, work then that's what they're going to do so uh, yeah if they had come out and guaranteed like five hundred thousand, i think that's kind of like people are like eh, whatever but yeah you put the 2.5 million dollar figure out there and suddenly it's a lot more interesting
0: yeah eric i mean we saw this uh coming up through the poker days right coming up through the poker industry a, a lot of those tournaments you know back in the day at party poker and full tilt and and, and poker stars and whatnot i mean it was your the way that they got as popular as they got was the fact that sometimes there would be you know six figures worth of overlay in a in a $20 buy-in tournament and stuff.
3: Yeah, lots of parallels obviously to poker and we see that with the breakdown of the field too. Uh I spoke with DraftKings shortly before this and they're right around 200 ent- entries right now but the majority of those are satellites. They only have about 60 direct buy-ins uh so which that's good. The the dead money and the prize pool is another thing, just like poker, that will attract some of the the higher limit bettors. Um, it's interesting to see them sort of cross-promoting with poker as well. They had Helmuth, Helmuth I think, is going to be there uh, this weekend trying to win a million dollars with you. Um, so yeah, I certainly a lot of parallels to be drawn in, in poker and in some of their early DFS, uh, contests that they were some of their, their exploration into new formats and big guaranteed prize pools. They're, uh, building on what they know for sure.
0: Adam, when I win this contest this week, I'm going to hire you to walk around and for you to just talk for me so that your voice is my voice. And (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pay you and I'm going to tell you what I want to say. And then you're going to say it in your very nice broadcaster voice for me.
2: You better be explicit because trying to go inside (laughs) your brain is an expedition and not going on solo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, but it'll be fun. I'm very interested to see how it all breaks down. I guess they put together, uh, you know, in a in a building kind of on the Jersey side there. A building where it's kind of like a makeshift sports book where there's going to be you know a bunch of TVs and all the different things like that, kind of like a la the live finals of the the DFS things back in the day and and whatnot. So pretty interesting to see how it all plays out. But at the end of the day, I I'm just glad and we've talked about this on this podcast several different times. Whether it's DraftKings, whether it's FanDuel, whether who, whoever it is, I'm just glad that there are people trying to innovate and do different things and try out new things in the sports betting industry. Because man, it was. Completely completely stale And uh, I think that maybe These guys kind of rattle in the cage a little bit Might get people to maybe start Trying some things of their own And and that can only be good I think for for us And for the industry and all that
3: It already gets me thinking about March Madness I imagine we're going to see some exciting stuff Surrounding March Madness in a couple months too
0: yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. All right, guys. So let's talk a little about some of the you know sports betting bills that are going on here. Um, let's talk about New York, and whoever wants to take that can uh, can roll with it. I think the New York resident should take it.
3: Yeah, I should probably take that. Well, I actually got to write about an online poker bill in New York this week. Uh-oh. Speaking of poker, we, for the sixth consecutive session, we're going to try to pass online poker in New York. Uh, we also have a sports betting bill pre-filed. It matches the one from uh, Bonacic last year, who uh, left office, retired as the chairman of the gaming committee. The new chair who is taken his place uh, was also on the committee, reintroduced that bill. This is the one that still has that pesky 0.2% of handle uh, integrity fee payable to the leagues. Maybe the only one on file for 2019 that has that, but that is stuck so far. Um, And, you know, like we've talked about before, the, the 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 fire is behind sports betting right now. It looks like a favorite in New York ahead of online poker, but there it's complicated. There's a lot. Time will tell whether or not this has a real chance.
0: Dustin, feet to the fire, handicapping this. What is the percentage of these things getting done? 100%. Hundred percent. No.
1: That's not true. <laughs> uh uh I, I online poker I would be a would be a heavy underdog still, I think. Sports betting, I feel like it's gonna happen. I like I don't know what so somewhere between fifty and hundred percent, I don't know what kind of Odds I'd give it, I guess, maybe like 60%, 75%, somewhere in that neighborhood if you had to pin me down. I think we're going to see it come up uh, via the the budget. And if it gets in the budget, I think it's people are going to just kind of let it go and let it happen. There might, there'll there be some haggling. It'll be a lot more difficult if they don't get in the budget. And if you like reading tea leaves, interesting, uh, Fandle just hired The former, I think it was chief of staff of Senator John Bonacic, who's been who's kind of run these bills in the past on online poker and sports betting. He retired. Um, They just hired the chief of staff. Now, technically, he's not supposed to lobby in New York, I don't believe, but obviously he's going to be helping with strategy. New York's a huge market. Uh, FanDuel already has a path to get in there. So I thought that was a little interesting nugget that, that dropped this week.
0: New York, we always talked about it. That That, that is like the, the one that everyone will keep their eyes on here as far as the, the mega states that actually could see some action and see some things actually uh, get done this year. Adam, we have some bills in Virginia, and apparently we have not one or two or three. We, we have a lot.
2: No, I'm going to go full LeBron here. Not one, not two, not three. Anyway, seven bills in Virginia as of now. And this isn't a new thing. I mean, we've been hearing about – Uh, bills filed and pre-filed in Virginia for a couple of months now, Um, the the risk when you get into this is when you have seven bills coming down, it's almost like when you have multiple actors from the same movie nominated for an Oscar, you almost know that none of them are going to be the winner. So you want to make sure that you don't end up with a Frankenstein bill that comes through from everything that has been Put forward and that you still have something that looks like coherent policy, which gets more and more difficult the more bills that you have in.
0: I thought you were going to go with uh, bills, bills, bills by uh, Destiny's Child. Actually, <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that. But he, no, he, I, no, I'm waiting.
2: No. You feed me something that gets me toward bootylicious.
0: Yeah, I was just I thought you were going to go bills, bills, bills by Destiny's Child. But uh, that's OK. It's OK. It's a. Uh, it's, I feel like I, you missed an opportunity there, but we won't hold it against you. Um, all right, Dustin, take us home here. Talk about some, some movements in some of these other states, Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky, and the like.
1: Yeah. I want to follow up on Virginia a little bit too. Virginia scares me for the same reason that it scares Adam too. Like it, it, and if, you, if you remember the history of, of DFS, Virginia was like, I think, was it actually the first state to pass a DFS yeah. bill? I, yeah. I believe that's true. I, I did not research that before I came on here, but like they did it and they did it really fast and it was okay. It wasn't really, uh, you know, it wasn't what the industry necessarily wanted. Um, but yeah, Virginia is a weird state. It doesn't have casinos or trying to also, there's always a bill sticking around that would try to legalize casinos in the state so uh, exactly how virginia might might operate who knows like it's it's almost like like Eric said or Adam said it's almost pointless to like get into the weeds on these bills because who knows what which one's going to move or how it's going to develop. But yeah, and you know we're looking at a lot of other states that have pre-filed bills or have, 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 there's been some chatter lately. We you know uh, not going to get too much into specifics. These are states that we we've identified as as are going to move or are are going to really have a serious discussion about it. Kentucky, Missouri, uh, even uh, North Dakota has some bills now. If you're if you're if you're listening to the podcast in North Dakota. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Thank um, you. Yes. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And Tennessee. So these are I mean, these are just a handful of states that we expect to see see real bills and, and see some movements. Um, you know, these are just introduced We're we're in early days. A lot of these legislatures meet for months or into the summer, even depending on where you are. So, um, yeah, we have a handy dandy sports betting bill tracker you can get to from the homepage at Legal Sports Report. I, I uh, if you want to see what's going on in your state
0: and what the bills look like, I encourage you to go look at that. That was an amazing plug right there, and I was just going to get to that, guys. Of course, if you want the full story on anything that we talked about on this podcast, please head to LegalSportsReport.com, head to TheLions.com, head to OnlinePokerReport.com, and, of course, all of the other websites that we have out there for that are state-specific to what you are interested in. We have the best people in the industry doing this for us day in and day out, so be sure and take advantage of all of that knowledge, guys. Uh, this is probably my last podcast. I'm going to win a million dollars this weekend, so uh, <laughs> probably probably won't uh, be back next week. But uh, you know, don't forget the, your friends. Don't forget where you came yeah, from. Yeah, huh? yeah, you know. Um, but uh, if 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 I don't, you know, if I fall short, then I guess I will. Uh, I'll come crawling back, hat in hand, and ask you if you guys will let me uh, continue to be on the podcast with you.
1: I mean, I mean, your odds are are, are pretty good just because there's so few people. In it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like you're, you're you have much better chances. I mean, yeah. I I I, I can I bet on you winning it. I,
0: yeah, man, that is actually a good, uh, that's actually, uh, that's something we can talk about when the podcast is over here. We'll, uh, we'll do that. But uh, guys, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening here and we will be back with you guys next week.